Yay! You've made it to another episode of the Weekend Hustle podcast. My name is Shelby Olishlager, and we are here to conquer by becoming our best selves. We are in this together, and together we can hustle. Welcome to another episode of the Weekend Hustle podcast. Today, we are giving you some goods. This is pure barrel race chat, and I have been thinking and realizing and questioning what makes a great barrel. And this is probably a question that a lot of us have because I find when we actually finish a great barrel, the reason we finish well is because we approach well. And these are the things that I'm going to tell you that I've taught of what I think are the key ingredients to make an amazing barrel. So let's get into it. The one thing that I start off by telling everybody when we start going to the pattern is the approach. I think if you approach a barrel correctly and properly, we're setting ourselves and our horses up for success. And it starts with the approach. If we don't approach the barrel right and something goes wrong and it's not smooth and easy, we're not going to finish it right. So how I what I mean by that is if you go in too tight, you're going to have to go wide. So if you go in with your drop shoulder and your horse's hip is kicked out, your horse is going to have to take an extra step or two and regain balance to actually come around the barrel as effectively and as quickly as possible. So we all know our mission here is to run a barrel pattern as fast as we possibly can. And this is something I take very seriously and figuring out the science behind us moving and manipulating and controlling our horse's body from head to toe. And it definitely starts with us staying centered, approaching the barrel in a nice balanced, upright way, and giving the horse the best chance of success. So to me, what the approach looks like and what I want it to be like is I want to go in there very straight. I always say, and if you watch my videos, I feel like the common thing I say is nice and square. I want to go in there nice and square. So when I am going up to, let's say my second, because I feel like second might be the most common struggle barrel because we do approach it on a straight line. There's no angles. It's very direct. Horses tend to, or humans tend to, Uh, anticipate the turn and then cause a lot of issues with either slicing into it. Uh, We make a huge pocket and then our horses hit it on leaving and there's just so many things that can happen with second. So we're going to use second as our example. I definitely, for one, have had a lot of issues with second when I was younger, developing really bad habits of pulling my outside leaning outside, all those things of me just anticipating my horse shouldering where this is so much of a me problem and it's so much of an us problem. So thanks for listening. And if you like it, subscribe to this because I'm going to share more of these good things and just us learning how we can be better to be better for our horses and our horses are going to love us for it. So good for you for listening and taking this step. Okay, continuing on the approach. When I approach the second barrel, I really look directly behind it and that is my focal point. That is the only spot I look at and where I want my horse's head, front feet, back feet to travel to. And how I think of approaching it is I always in my head think of shoulder up, drive forward, shoulder up, drive ahead. So I do this a lot off the pattern. I'm not a, I like patterning, but I really, really like being able to do things off the pattern that completely 100% can transition onto the barrels. So I do a lot of figure eights like this. I'll lift the shoulder up 
drive ahead a couple steps and even you can count your steps, count the horse's stride, one, two, three, and then start a turn. Turn around, do half the turn, go in a figure eight, or you can just do kind of ovals. So you go in a straight line, pick their shoulder up, drive ahead, one, two, three, turn. And what you will realize is honestly, it's hard to pick a shoulder up and keep your horse's feet in a train track moving forward. So you pick the shoulder up, the horse might want to kick its hip out, it might sidestep over, but it's really important to pick the shoulder up and drive forward. And that is our goal because when we approach a barrel, we want the shoulder up, but we want the horse to travel in that nice straight, nice and square path. And that is how you develop the horses to learn to run straight up to their pocket by keeping their shoulder elevated and their hip tucked in and their legs underneath themselves. And that's how you're going to get the best turn and your horse to approach the turn properly. So when you come around, it's a lot easier for your horse to finish its job and to finish the turn. So I hope that makes sense. But I really am big on doing the approach properly, picking the shoulder up, not being too far away from the barrel, but picking the shoulder up, driving ahead until my horse's hip is past the barrel almost or in line with the barrel. And like I said, I look directly behind the barrel. So if you were to draw a line behind, that's kind of my focal point of where I really am pushing my horse to. And I do that all the time. So my horses learn to run up to that point behind the barrel. And if we always, you know, keep consistent and I am not a good memory person, like I have a bad memory. So I, this is my little hack of what I need to do to really instill that I'm riding consistently at home and at a barrel race. So where I look, where I send my horses doesn't change on day to day. I really want to keep it the same. And by me always having my focus of where I'm looking and where I'm trying to push my horse to, it doesn't change. And to me, that really helps. And if that's something that maybe you struggle with is you get to a race and you're confused. You're like, I don't know. Okay. I've done all the slow work and I've done all the practicing, but now I'm at the race and You don't have a sense of direction because it's a different atmosphere. It's a different event, basically. We're not just training. We're actually going to do a run. So to me, I find always making sure that I have that focal point of where I'm looking has really helped me with my approach of how I send my horses to the barrel and how they also finish it because, like I said, it doesn't change from at home to at a barrel race. So that is kind of one of my tips for the approach. Also just for you for always keeping consistent is look behind the barrel and lift the shoulders, drive your horse up to that point, and then you can sit or quote, I say adjust. So I adjust my body and I start my turn. And again, like I said, if you do the figure eights and stuff, you learn how to use your body to stay square. Square with your hips, drive your horse in a straight line, but lifting the shoulders. So you just kind of lift a little bit, not a lot, but we really, the key here is to get forward momentum. And that was what I would say is another greatest tip for turning nice barrels is forward motion. I think if we can get forward motion and get more fluidity, fluidity with our horses, They're going to be able to travel a lot nicer, a lot more relaxed and just more smooth of a turn. And 
how I like to accomplish that is just by really kind of pushing my horses up and forward. I don't want to restrict them. I'm not a huge tie down or not tie down, but I'm not a huge draw rein person on the pattern because I really am trying to encourage my horses forward motion. And if we have a horse that wants to shoulder or they want to kick their hip out, what I will do is do a lot of just moving them ahead, freeing up their shoulders and just really pushing them forward and moving them like literally freeing them up freeing up their shoulder getting them to move and I think by movement we're going to solve a lot of problems and the one thing I've said and I still really believe in is so just a metaphor to think about if we have a car that we need to turn we really want to turn it You can't turn a car by just turning the wheel, but not actually driving ahead. So the same with horses. We can't turn a horse without moving first. We really need that forward motion. So even if we are wanting to do a turn, the first step is to just move their feet ahead and then start the turn. It's not turn while they're not moving, but really think of a car. Like you need to drive it. You need to push it forward to get the turn you want. So definitely I think forward motion, getting them to actually move and be free and move ahead is super crucial to a fixing problems on the barrels. And also just if you're starting horses and just teaching them the ropes, teaching them what you want. It's so important to get that forward motion and getting them to kind of follow their tracks. And what I said a bit earlier, I'm going to elaborate more on I want my horse's head, front feet, and back feet to hit the same spot. So when I am approaching my second or any barrel, like I, so I look at the point I want to go, I lift the shoulder, drive ahead. From there, I really, that point I visualized of I was looking right behind the barrel, that is where I want everything to hit. So with the forward motion, I really push them up to that point and I let them and try to visualize and think of them following like a train track. I want every body part to hit that point. So when I am pushing them up to that spot that they are learning to get that freedom and that movement of A, staying balanced, and also they're going to develop that, quote, four-wheel drive that we hear trainers talk about. And this is how you can help yourself and help your horse develop that riding style and that running style of just getting them to really use and utilize their front feet and their back feet. And if they're able to follow in a train track, they're balanced and they're going to be more powerful, which will make a great barrel turn. (laughs) I hope this is making sense. I don't know if I talk too fast or if I've just said this and rehearsed it so many times in my head that to me, it's crystal clear. But for you, if you're listening to this and you're like, what the heck are you even talking about? I will have a downloadable how to get better barrel turns. And these are all the things I'm going to discuss. I have a video for you as well. So in the show notes, I'm going to have the link for the downloadable file where you can actually watch me demonstrate everything I'm talking about. And I'd love for you to get it and be on board with what I'm saying. And if you can take at least one thing away from it, the download was worth it. So check that out if this is something you're interested in. But moving on to getting great barrels. The other thing that is super important to me is straight lines. Straight lines are the second ingredient to a barrel race. If you really break it down to the very simple basics of what a barrel pattern is, we do straight lines and we do turns. Even going to the first barrel, you can say, oh, it's just an arc. It's not really a turn or a straight line, but it is technically the beginning of our first barrel turn. When I am 
warming up and ready to go down the alley, that is technically the beginning of the circle to turn first barrel. So how I think about first is it is literally a half circle up to first and then circle the first barrel. Obviously, we do it a lot tighter. So great exercises, if you really think of that, then a great exercise would be to spiral down turns or do a really big turn and then break it down to smaller, smaller. So yeah, spiral down turns or even go in a nice half circle and pretend you're doing a barrel pattern or the first barrel away from the first barrel. Like I said, I really like to teach my horses to feel my body instead of feel a barrel. I want them to respond to me and not respond to, oh, I see a barrel here and I think we're supposed to turn it. That's all fine, but when I'm working on really developing this softness and these cues with my horses to learn what they're required or just for me and my horse to start to learn each other, basically, like they're learning the cues that we need. They're learning my body, how I move. I'm learning them and how they respond to my cues and so on. So how we're able to develop that relationship, I really like to do away from the barrels because it's more one-on-one. It's not a barrel in the way and it's more of them just listening to me, not worrying about a barrel and them doing it on their own because the barrel's there. It's just a great way to kind of level up your relationship and just have it more simple and not have the barrels in the way. So that's one thing I wanted to add as well. But so four straight lines. I am huge on doing this. I will go straight lines all day long and do circles. So I one drill I love that I don't think I've videoed yet, but it's pretty much I go in straight lines around the outside of the arena. In every corner, I do the thing. I lift the shoulder up. I drive ahead. I adjust my body for the turn. I ask for a turn. If I'm satisfied with it, I go straight to the next corner of the arena. Do the same thing. I'll go up there, drive straight, pick the shoulder up, prepare like I'm doing an actual barrel, sit, adjust my body for the turn and come around. And I do that a lot. That's part of my warm-up routine with most of my horses just to like before I go to the pattern just to get them see where they're at. If they're staying square and centered between my hands and my legs, then all great. But really think when we're doing straight lines is it's not just about their head We really want their body. I feel everything happens from their midsection. If we have control over their mid area, everything else becomes a lot easier. And that is the same with getting a horse to be soft. If we can get their midsection soft, we can get their face soft. And with that, their face is soft. We're able to maneuver them a lot easier and more efficiently and just nicer of a cue. It doesn't have to be so abrasive. And I find horses are a lot happier that way. If you don't have to pull on their mouth or if you do, but very in a light way and more of a guiding way, not a forceful way, they're going to be happier. So I really try to use my body to influence my horse's body. And when I go straight and I'm traveling straight, I really feel with my knees and my thighs and everything like I am staying centered I'm staying straight and I'm driving my horse forward and I'm kind of sitting back pushing my horse along letting him and encouraging him that forward motion that we want like I said earlier really important to get that forward motion and then when I'm starting my turn all I do is like I say air quote adjust that's my version of saying either sit for your turn or prepare for a turn I say adjust because for me 
I try and make it really simple for myself because I don't have the greatest memory. So I say adjust. I adjust my body for the turn and it is always the same. I literally will look into the turn. I face the turn. My body is rounding the turn. When I round my body, my horse is round. It body as well. It's body. So that's another thing. If you're having issues, reevaluate yourself. How are you actually influencing your horse with your body? Are you are you being supple? Are you being relaxed and soft? And are you shaping your body for the turn? Or are you staying really stiff and abrasive and square when you're asking your horse to be really soft, supple, and rounded? So that's another thing for you as a rider need to take more ownership over and more control over of how you're really influencing your horse. And that's a really big thing for me, how I like to face the turn. I know if I am actually shaping my body and shaping my hips for the turn, my horse is able to shape its body, shape its rib cage, shape everything for the turn as well. And we just become more of a working unit and not just a horse under me working and I'm just kind of sitting as a blob on top. And it just has helped me a lot. So another thing, that's just another added thing to keep in mind. Um, but as far as straight lines go, really important to keep the shoulder traveling under everything, keep it all one working unit. And this is part of the train tracks as well. When we're going around the barrel is just feeling your horse and making sure that you feel that you have its body control. You feel like if you were to do an adjustment or change your body, you're going to get that move. And when I use one hand as well, that's a really good way for me to work on. Instead of moving the face, I'm moving the body. And using one hand kind of make it forces you to use your body more to push your horse and to move your horse than just your hands. So I really like doing that. That's a great test for you as well to figure out what some of your missing gaps might be. If you use one hand and your horse is like falling and dumping into the turn and they're just all over the place, they're scattered, that's a really good sign that some of the things you're not making your horse take ownership for and you're not actually helping your horse develop the proper body positioning that we need to barrel race well and effectively. So on that note, the final thing I'm going to say for your barrel turns is anticipation. Anticipation causes more issues than I think anything else when we're going to the barrel pattern and it can really, really psych us out. So for anticipation, that just means to me, it means that we are going full speed to our barrel. We start to mentally anticipate where we are on the pattern and we start causing issues by looking at the barrel, thinking we're going to smash into it, which it's if you think about it, you are going to do it. So this is more of like the mental aspect of how we can really set ourselves up and just eliminate that thought of things maybe going wrong. This is not something I'm going to discuss deeply because I could probably talk for 24 hours straight about it. But the idea of the anticipation really comes from us as riders not being confident in how we've prepared us and our horses for that race. Yeah, 
I'm calling us all out because I've been there. It's a thing. We start to question the things and we get one bad run or something and we're like, it's going to keep going downhill. They kind of shouldered a bit. What do I do? And then you go and you're thinking about the shouldering. You're thinking of your horse doing it wrong and you really make your horse end up doing it wrong. And you continue that process of, oh, I want to fix it, but my horse is doing this. And with you thinking about what your horse is doing, quote, wrong, because I say, quote, wrong, because nine times out of 10, we need to take we need to take accountability for our horse and for our pattern. So nine times out of 10, it's our fault, but we like to blame our horse and say it's their fault. And they did that. And they felt like they shouldered where if you watch your videos and be honest with yourself, If you really critique yourself in that sense and look at it and see what went wrong, chances are you did something incorrect and maybe you didn't feel it, but get help, get someone to ask and ask them what happened, what went wrong, and you might get a different answer and just open your mind a little bit to different ideas and different thoughts of what actually you were doing to tell your horse to do something. So you might unintentionally ask your horse to start the turn too soon and ask your horse to basically shoulder the turn because you looked at the barrel. You might have leaned outward a little to move them over. But meanwhile, when you lean out and you sit on your outside pocket, that's literally you driving your horse into the turn. And then you can say my horse shouldered. But meanwhile, your body literally pulled them over. That's one little final tip I will say that I always remind myself and keep in mind is that My body is a lot stronger and bigger than my hands. So my body wins every single day. What I mean by that is if I go to pull my hands over and move my horse, let's say to the right, because they're going to shoulder second. Example, if you're sitting down right now, move your hands over to your right. Take both your hands straight from your shoulder width apart, just straight ahead like you're almost holding reins. Move them over to the right side. What is your body doing? So literally, if you're sitting, I want you to literally do that, like almost like you're holding a steering wheel and then move your steering wheel to the right or just like literally bring your hands over to the right side of your body. Your hips, if you are being mindful and you feel your hips, your hips, all of a sudden you get more weight on that right side. So you're leaning to the right, your back is curved over, you're kind of like your shoulders are to the right and you are putting more weight on that right hip and your right foot. Am I wrong? No, (laughs) it's just how it goes. So if you want to move your horse over, you might think, oh, I need to move my hands over and put my hands to the right because they're going to fall to the left. So I want to pick my horse up. When you do that, your body is saying to turn. So like I said, two seconds ago, our body is a lot more powerful than our hands. And I always remind myself and for you as well, Keep that in mind when you're riding and just realizing that my body has a lot more influence. My body's a lot bigger than my hands. A bit is very small. If you want to get technical, the bit is super little, little thing in their mouth. You can't, it's helping. It's helping with your communication. But at the end of the day, our body is a lot bigger than a bit. So think of that next time you want your horse to do something. Ask, how are you influencing it with your body? And when we start getting in our own way with an actual barrel pattern and we might think we're going to turn it too soon and we want to pull them over and stuff, really think about in that moment or before that moment, think of how can I use my body to influence my horse to do it properly and do it more correct. And it might not happen overnight. 
But if you really focus on that, maybe a pregame prep for you is to just focus on how you want your body to feel in your run and how you want your body to influence your horses and think of that a bit more than thinking of the things that can go wrong. So really just focus on us as riders, what we can do to influence our horses in a more better positive way and move forward with that. So this is your, <laughs> these are my little tips for the first barrel or for any barrel. I don't know why I said first barrel, but it's your approach, your approach to all the barrels. These are some things I keep in mind. It doesn't change. I use second as an example, but for first and third, I do the same thing. I have that point that I really want to drive my horse to, and I focus on getting there, getting their head, shoulder, and hip all in that point. They all need to hit it. So that's how I get that train track and get them to really drive their hip to that point, and then their front end comes around really beautifully and nicely. Those are some of the things I do. So With all this being said, I hope this wasn't overwhelming and too much information. I do have that downloadable. If you want to download it, show notes is where it's at. And thank you so much for listening to my spiel on great barrels. It starts with us. It starts with the approach. Our horses are listening to us. They want to do what we want. And with that being said, love your horse, treat them kindly, guide them, direct them to be the best horses that they can be. And it starts with us right now by doing these things and listening to podcasts and listening, watching videos, learning from everyone. Even if you don't like it, learn what you like and what you don't like and just keep growing, keep improving, keep taking in knowledge where you can, keep trying, experimenting, all of those great things. So with that being said, thank you again for listening. This is Shelby Olerschlager from We Can Hustle. If you want to find me and follow some tips and follow my Instagram and learn and see videos and all that stuff, please do so. It's at We Can Hustle. We also have a community going on that's off social media. So this is for those people that they don't like Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff and they just want to have a community without the ads and things, then let me know and I'll get you in. It's on Slack. We have a community that's getting filled with amazing riders that are looking for the same things. They're looking for the personal development to learn and improve and just gain more knowledge on this sport and on the industry and just on horse life. So if that sounds interesting to you, please let me know and I'll send you the invite link and get you in our little private off social media community. So that being said, have a great day and we'll talk soon.